and welcome to another episode of Fool's Daily. Um, I am joined today by the lovely, skinny, frankly, sexy than George Clooney, Mr. Matt Spooner. Well, good afternoon. (laughs) What was that, George Clooney? No, that was me multitasking, reading an email that something's out of stock. God damn it, at the same time as half listening. Hello! And I'm also joined by someone who hasn't been with us for ages, and we've missed him, so he's he's on now. And it's the ever so lovely Dave Bartley. Good evening. He's very polite, Dave. At times. <laughs> unlike Spooner. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, yes, unlike Spooner. But, but you are one of a kind, are you not, Matt? Yeah. Unique. <laughs> Or something. Yeah, special. Been called that many a time. Well, yeah, you're from Norfolk. Yeah, <laughs> mummy thinks I'm special. <laughs> so, today, we are going to revisit a game that neither Matt or I play, but that Dave has been playing quite a lot. Yep. And that is uh, Guild Ball. Yeah. It never really sort of caught on with you two, did it? At all. It's it's a sports game. Uh-huh. I mean, you you think it should do because I'll admit the figures. Some of the figures are lovely, mm-hmm. um, and I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick some of the figures up. There's a big fat guy with sort of strapping across and a tiny little pin head. Uh, thank you, Lee Patrick. Thank you. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to pick him up for my uh, post-apocalyptic cannibal gang. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because he'll fit right in. Mm. Um, but no, it, we, we were all in the Kickstarter, and then we sort of dropped out the Kickstarter, and then people were getting into it, and we sort of played some demo games, and Lee played some demo games and things, and we had a session around at Matt's, I think right, it was, yeah. um, where Joel was doing demo games yeah. with people. And with we sort of came away from that going, yeah, hmm. <laughs> I can play Malifaux or any of the other two and a half million skirmish games that we've got. Yeah, because yeah. uh, I'm the opposite of that. If somebody I've actually uh, be playing a game with a local gamer on Saturday and he sort of said, Gil yeah, or Malifaux? Yeah, Gilball, please. So I've probably gone in the opposite direction to you and Malifaux's kind of dropped off the, the radar for myself. That's, that's, yeah, that's, that is interesting. So, so Guildball is strong in your area, then? Pretty strong locally, yeah. I mean, there's three guys uh, I play sort of, you know, at home. You come around or go into their houses and we play. It's the game we've probably been playing the most since the Kickstarter delivered, to be fair. I mean, I've got uh, one friend that will only play with fully painted armies, so, so obviously he's keen on that. And his armies are pretty nice now. And, yeah, we've been playing that pretty solidly. I did start playing right in the early stages of the beta, though. Um, so I played all the way through the various pre-release rules and saw how the game developed okay so what you pl- what uh, team are you playing i mainly play at the moment the alchemists and that was because everybody locally got uh, fishermen as one of the teams they got and everyone else right. kind of got or many of us got another team as well and, and i decided i'll pick up the the alchemists and play them they're um they're an interesting team they're kind of almost as uh, scoring heavy as the fishermen but not quite and they can do some neat tricksy things, and yeah, they're quite fun to play. And they have probably got one of the best captains in the game, you know, sort of on a single base. Right. Some of the are, they, are they one of the um, 
Were they one of the stretch goal teams? Yes, they were. They were one of the teams that, because um, I believe the actual the character Midas, the, the captain, is actually you know sort of based on one of the guys that pledged. Um, so you know it's it is him apparently, and I think someone in America, he's from America, this guy, and someone one of the I think one of the podcasters actually knows him and says that the model is pretty much bang on. So that's quite right. impressive. Yeah. Excellent. So so um. I've completely lost my train of thought now. <laughs> so what are we what are we missing? Why why do you like it, Dave? And the what is it what is it that draws you to it? Because that's clearly something that we've missed. I mean both both Mark and myself actually quite like sport ball. Yeah. Um, so what is it that's that we seem to have missed that's not drawing us into that game? Well I've also actually did shock the the, the local uh, friendly game store owner here when he actually because he wasn't stocking at the time when we played a demo game at the store and he was sort of saying okay so you know how does it compare to Blood Bowl and actually said to him it's much better than Blood Bowl and that actually shocked him mm. you know I'm a pretty I have been a pretty big Blood Bowl player and I think it is it's a better game than Blood Bowl really yes I mean that's a yeah that's a big statement and I took out there you know, and you know I've got way more Blood Bowl teams than I have Guild Bowl teams but it's a but at its heart it's a better game. I think we can all admit that we all know that Blood Bowl has balance issues and has had balance yes, issues since day one. Mm. Yes, it does. And while the latest, I think the latest version of the rules have got the, um, certainly for league play, they've got the, the balance issues as best they can. They, they do escalate as teams develop in Blood Bowl. I mean, obviously you haven't got that in Guild Ball yet because it's just fixed fixed teams up against fixed teams. So you haven't got that. But I still think there's at no the core, sort of, all so the there's teams... There's no sort of team development, no... Not in the base game as it is now. Um, as they are uh, gearing up for releasing season two, as the mm-hmm. as the guys are calling it, there is going to be a campaign system in there. Although right. Matt's not leaked too much about that that I've heard on the various podcasts that he, he's been on. So, mm. but there will be some kind of ongoing league with improvements um, in that system. Uh, but how that's quite going to work out, we 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 all wait to see. Okay, so. So going back to hmm. Mr. Spooner's unusually intelligent question, what is it? What are we? What are we missing? What What is it? That, why did you? Why when you said when someone asked you Malifaux or Gilball, did you go Gilball? I like the rules. I think they are very clean and very um, clearly written. And I think that that's basically from the from both. Um, Matt and Lox's background in with War Machine and, and Malifaux, that's where that's come from. And they write tight rules. Um, so I like that. Uh, I think the rules are incredibly easy to pick up, the basics of it. I think anyone within half an hour understands the basic of the game and how things mm-hmm. work. And it's then every time they deactivate the model after you've, you've given them those basics, you see little gears to tick in the head of, oh, well, hang on, if I do that, that means I can do that. I'll do that to him. Then he'll be able to do that, and they'll and it's the whole way it all builds together. And I also like the fact that the game might start out quite slow as people move position, but as soon as that first goal is scored, the game just opens up and it becomes so fast mm. and so reactive. And I like that. Okay. Cool. Well, we've got a gate crasher. Oh, ladies and gentlemen. Um. In the form of another Guild Ball player. Perhaps they're ganging up on us, Matt. That's perhaps what it is. <laughs> Could be. Get next prize for that. <laughs> so um, we are joined by the lovely Mr. Joel Henry. Hello, guys. Woo! Hello. How are you all? 
Oh, I'm as miserable as bloody sin, but other than that, it's fine. We're well, just, we're just about, shit. Yeah, we're, we're talking about Guild Ball, Joel, and Dave was just trying to explain to me and Mike, who don't play it, why we're wrong and what it is that, that Guild Ball has that should be drawing us in. I'd, now, never say, play... I'd never say wrong, Matt. You've just yet to see the light. Well, no, in fairness, a lot of people say that I'm a wrong and. Um, <laughs> I can't believe you used that hole just to set up that joke, yeah, Matt. Sorry about that. Um, but um, from your point of view, Joel, and knowing a little bit about how your mind works, what is it that you like around... Because Dave has just talked about how, as you get to grips with the mechanics of the game, you start to see the the sort of how the, the characters synchronise with each other and stuff like Synergies. that. Synergies. That's the word I was trying to find. Thank you. Yeah, I totally agree with Dave on that. Yeah, you, 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 the more you play, the more you see. On the surface, Guild Ball is a very simple-looking game. Um, and certainly, um, I see it as often a, a relax for Malifaux. Uh, it's a game I can play in half the time. And, you know, it's there's less models to worry about, less things on the models to worry about. Um, so you think it'd be sort of less deep in its way. And, and you can play it and just sort of kick a ball around and move some models about and have fun with your mates, which is, you know, kind of what we're, I think we all like doing in a way. But as you start to play, even within the few models that are currently out in the, the season one, there are very much winks and synergies between them all, and changing one player in a team can very much change how the team plays. It'd be like changing you know, a key model in a Marifo crew would for, for, for the game I know you all were. Hmm. Yeah, it's, um, I've, I've, the more I play it, the more I'm enjoying playing it. It's just yeah, it leaves me with a smile on my face. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And, and you know, at the end of the day, that's what we want from the game. We want to get out there and we want to have some fun. Hmm. Still not. So, Joe, what do you what do you play, Joel? Um, I have two teams that I play. Um, the engineers, which is where I started, uh, which are one of the more, I said, more uh, all the how it be like. They make machines that all the cogs have to be in the right place. The engineers like to sort of move around each other and work in the right kind of order to get their mechanic flowing. Um, so I started, I kind of liked um, the models and liked how they sort of moved. And then I've recently switched over to the fishermen, who are very much about speed. Their, their goal is quite simple. They like to score goals, do it fast, because they don't have much in the way of resilience, so they'll fall over to a stiff breeze. Um, and so they, they play very differently to the engineers in that way. And so um, I'm enjoying them both immensely and fishermen at the moment. Okay. And Dave, what, so Dave, what's the play style of the alchemists? Um, they're almost... They generally play as a fast team. They're looking to score goals. They're not, they don't deal a lot of damage. Um, they can mess about with other teams because they can put out clouds that, that slow mm. people down or, or hurt them and do a various sort of bits and pieces. Uh, but at their heart, they're more at the scoring end than the, the beat-you-ups end because there are two ways to win the game. You can either take medals off the pitch to win the game or you can score goals. And yeah. the team sort of flow between those two extremes with the fishermen at the let's score goals end and the butchers at the let's beat people up end. Everyone else kind of fits in that middle zone somewhere. Yeah, so alchemists tend towards the fishermen end. Engineers mm. are, are pretty much central. Yeah, in that mix. Okay. So, mm. I have, I have, I do f- follow Mister Hart and Mister mm-hmm. Loxham. 
on the on the the Twitter sphere thing. What's it? You Jimmy Flip. <laughs> and I've seen references to season two. Yep. Yep. So what's season two? Season two is basically um, the next release of models. Um, no core rules are going to change as far as I know. No, nope, that's correct, yeah. There is going to be um, the the league system, so with, with some sort of improvement system, campaign system. That's predominantly what is going to happen there, and obviously the fluff story is going to move forward. Um, there's going to be one new guild, at least, which is the Hunter's Guild. Yep. And every guild is getting at least a new captain, a new mascot, uh, one new player, and what they're calling... Well, I don't know if they've actually decided what they're calling it, but basically an existing Season 1 player is going to get a Season 2 version. So they're basically going to increase and improve and sort of move as the story moves. Oh, is that similar to War Machine? And yeah, so different caster. So, so a, a model in each in each guild is going to kind of get an improved or a, a grown up version of of the model, or a you know an older version. Yeah, uh, they're choosing to release the season two models one a month from about the end of September onwards, mm-hmm. and the actual uh, season two rule book will release its throat. With the campaign okay. system. And so that the fisherman sculpt and the model was already out for pre-order and I jumped on it like a, yeah. a, duck on a beetle. And I think four of the of season two models were on display at a show either last weekend or the weekend before. Yep. Some in the UK, I can't remember which show it was. So, so and, and the models are going to be available in resin or metal again. Oh, okay. Uh, that's one thing I do love about the game as well, Mike, is the models are extremely pretty. Yes, we were say, we were saying before you um, you joined us that uh, there are a couple that I will pick up. Um, what was the name of the guy? Thank you. Thank you. Hello. Um, Hello. Which bit did he not understand when I read it? When I <laughs> typed to him, everything you typed. Come on, we know who it is. We are we are jo- we are also joined by Mr. Lee Batrick, and I sent him a lice message saying, "Keep quietly until I introduce you." <laughs> and so instead, Mr. Lee Batrick goes <laughs> with his headphones and "Hello, hello, can you hear me?" Oh yeah, okay, yeah. I just seen the message. I've only just uh. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Lee. Hello. <laughs> If it so makes you feel any better, by Mr. Lee Patrick. If it makes you feel any better, when I you said you're free to join us on the um, thing, I was on the loo at the time as well. Oh, <laughs> fantastic! So oh, we're gosh. talking Guild Ball, and we're talking season two, and Joel and Dave are just explaining season two. Cool. To us. Um, and we've been discussing what we what we as the Norfolk crowd are missing about Guild Ball, why we haven't you know picked it up. And stuff. I have, but yeah. Who do you, who have you played? Joel. <laughs> you have you have you have models. Yes. Which I'm frankly amazed you haven't sold yet. Yeah, they're on the list. <laughs> See. Uh, yeah, but why are they on the list? Is it just because we're not playing it locally, or is it because you have changed your mind about the game? It's because there's no one to play. Right, it is odd because I mean, well, odd, but you know, your groups obviously haven't picked it up. But it's a system that's growing, and there are tournaments now. At least I think at least once a month within the UK, yeah. there's a tournament. I'll be heading. Yeah, well, I was going to move on to that. Hmm. So, have you guys, have you two played in tor- any tournaments yet? I haven't so, played. No. no. My first one is next week. 
Okay, because if I remember rightly from reading the tournament pack, it's played under clocks, yeah? Yeah, yes. correct. And okay. I would suggest people should play the game. Once you've got the basics down, play under the clock. Which I'm yet to do. So my tournament will be my first experience of playing under a clock. But it's not. That, yeah. Sorry, it's not the War Machine death clock. You basically get a set amount of time, and if you run out of time, you still get to activate, and you get a set number of time. It's actually a minute for most in the higher level tournament sort of play. And then after, once you've had that model, your opponent gets a victory point. So basically, if you've run out of time, but you're on the cusp of winning, you can still win the game. Running out of time doesn't automatically lose you the game. You're probably going to lose, but you've still got that chance to win. Okay. Okay, yeah, because, I mean, I saw that and I thought, ooh, ooh, okay. It adds an interesting pressure to the game. And I think that's actually kind of, um, certainly I've got a friend that played at BrickCon and he's not a fan of the clock. Um, Right. He played War Machine under the clock and he's not a fan of that at all. He came back from from BrickCon fully infused about the time. Although they did try, they tried a slightly different format. They were playing two-minute activations throughout the whole the whole game and he said that was another interesting twist and actually two or three minutes per activation for a model it still gives you that little bit of pressure and it just sort of reduces the amount of time that you're going to sit and try and outthink yourself basically okay now are they killing any models off models no characters in fluff yes but aren't they the same basically you're going to be able to use them they're not not as, as if they hadn't been killed yeah yeah, right. Okay. I was going to say, I, I did wonder about the logic and the thought process behind that. Yeah, they're not invalidating any models. No. And, I mean, what they said in sort of future games, maybe they'll, you know, when we get to season four or five, maybe somebody will run a season one tournament and everyone mm. goes back to using the season one models only. Uh, so they're never going to invalidate a model. But, yeah, people are dying in the fluff. Okay. And... Do you have stats for the season two models yet? I mean, can you compa- we've compare seen... in terms of power creep and things? So far, we've only seen one card for the fisherman guy. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I think it's it's pretty early days yet. But knowing the guys that are behind the the play testing, I'm reasonably confident. I mean, obviously time will tell. Um, but I think the guys that are doing testing it, uh, I would trust to come out as you know as best they can. Mm. Okay. And I suppose if you're only doing a small number of models. It's over thirty in season two. Oh, it comes to, it comes to over thirty. Okay. Yeah. Well, you think about it. You're getting a captain, a mascot, and another model at least per guild. And there's and eight there's, of them. There's eight guilds. And a new guild. Oh, okay. And a new guild. Okay, I didn't re- I didn't realize there was as many as eight guilds. Yeah. 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 Okay, so who's what? What teams are top of the roost at the moment? Um, well, the tournament results I've seen. I've seen a mixture of different people winning it. You know, different. Oh, I think everybody's had a go at being on top, top of the shop at least one event. I don't think that's, as, you know, as we might call it, a national meta has sort of shaken itself out yet. From what I've heard, um, the Union playing the, the mercenaries all together in the Union, they're quite powerful. They're doing quite well. Um, I've heard morticians doing quite well. The interesting one is, uh, from what I've heard of tournament play, the fishermen don't seem to get towards the top, which I find odd myself, but yeah, I'm not sure why. I'll aim to change that. I think it, yeah, well, there is. Oh, no, sorry, no, I think on. generally it, because everyone's playing in their own areas, and we haven't had too many of the larger tournaments coming together yet. I think the, we've probably got into the twenties or th- maybe thirties at some events, so it's growing pretty quickly. 
once you start getting that level of regularly and we start getting the yearly tournaments, then I think we'll see a, a you know, a, a, a level uh, yeah. found. It's certainly come a long way in a short time. Yeah, it certainly has. Okay. Well, I mean, a little plug for DAFCON is that um, there's a two-day 32-player tournament for Guild Ball at DAFCON. I wasn't asking if that was two days. Yeah, yeah no, it is. Because of, of the number of players, yeah. that's the number of, and the number of rounds you have to do, um, they asked if they could do two days, and I sort of ummed and ahed, and I went, if enough people want to do it... Mm. I think that will sell. Yeah, then that won't be a problem. Then let let people let people do it. Now, I mean, it sort of it slightly goes away against the the ethos of that show mm-hmm. of trying lots of different things. But then, if we schedule the different things sort of in later sessions and things, yeah. then, then it it should work out fine. And there's always Friday. I've put a lot of the small the, the small fun stuff on Friday. Mm-hmm. Things like you know Gorkamorka and Frostgrave and stuff is. Mm-hmm. All happening on Fridays. For me, I mean, the problem with DAFCON for me will be trying to get to do everything I want to do. <laughs> we'll have to have DAFCON too. <laughs> you need to make it a six-day event at the moment, I think. <laughs> well, now we now we have Fool's Daily Entertainment Limited. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the other new the other new company that that formed what yesterday as we record. Mm-hmm. Um, we can do that because we into another episode here, Mike. No, not yet. We had to, but we did have to write a business. I did have to write a business plan. <laughs> and well, no, and, and just filling in for this a complete aside, but just filling in for the bank account. Yes. Um, they the questions they ask when you're filling in the bank account is, you know, what's your, what's the purpose of your business? Do you intend the business to grow? And of course, you go yes. And then they go, how are you going to grow it? <laughs> so I had to go. Oh, okay, well, um, uh, but uh, we have well, plans. We have plans. Just a question for for you yourself and Matt, really, then. You guys didn't get into um, to go Guild Ball. I don't think you've even you've tried a demo game at all, Mike. No, I've played. I played during the beta with the paper dolls. Yeah, but not not actual in the since the rules released. I haven't played since the rules released. Yeah. No, no um, and I've not played at all. I mean, you guys are a, a well known. Um, <laughs> but, uh, see, I hate to use the term whores when it comes to new systems, hmm. but you do tend to jump around a lot. He flighty. He flighty. I'm, I'm, I'm very committed. You're steady as a rock, of course. Single yeah. system or two, doesn't you just You just follow Matt, <laughs> don't you? That's the truth. You just follow. So, um, <laughs> I, I guess I'm, I'm kind of wondering, you know, why you haven't, why it hasn't gone that little bit further with you guys. You haven't tried a few things, but you've just kind of been no, that's not for me. Just uh, how early in the beta did you actually play the game? It was towards the end. I mean, there were there were only there were only the two teams. It was the butchers and the fishermen. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I don't know. I think. I think for me personally, I think I've said this before. Part of it is because it's on foot. It's football, mm-hmm. and. One of the reasons that I liked Blood Bowl when it first came out is that it was American football. Certainly, second and I liked, second edition was with the expansion. Yeah. <laughs> well, the um, the little cardboard men. True. Yeah. In, yes. I mean, Ward. you know, and the jigsaw boards. I mean, I remember playing the Dallas, having my team, the Dallas Crowbows, <laughs> um, who were a dark elf team. 
But that's ridiculous, you shadow. It's <laughs> all right. My my uh, undead team is called R.I.P. Rest in pieces. That's a terrible <laughs> film. <laughs> um, and I liked that. And I've definitely talked about it on the show before that um, the reason that I don't play that locally is that it is far too si- the the local meta is far too serious for mm. me. Yeah. On Blood Bowl. Yeah, I've um, been there. You know, the whole dice cup thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd, 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 just, yeah. I'd rather just not play. But the problem is, Mike, that strangely enough, aftermath, they're the ones playing Guild Ball. Well, that well. worries it, me. Exactly. That's that's why I <clears throat> have had opportunity to play, and haven't. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, it's the the soccer aspect doesn't excite me. Um, and and there's only so many small skirmishy type games that I can play. Yes, dear listener, he did just say that. <laughs> I, even even I do not have an infinite amount of time. I have quite a lot of time. I don't have an infinite amount of time. And so, you know, something had to go. I think if we had stayed in the Kickstarter, um, then we would have probably given it a more of a shake. But because we came out of the because we came out of the Kickstarter and then it was. I still think it's a relatively high cost to get a team together. Mm. It's not cheap, to be um, fair. And it's, you know, we've just sort of gone away. And then if you look at, I mean, if you look at most of the stuff, apart from apart from Malifaux, most of the stuff we play these days is generic figures. You, can, you know, you can use the same figure across multiple games. Um. And like I say, I like some of the figures, and I'm going to pick up some of the figures for different games. And, but I just, I'm not inspired. And because there's this sort of inertia locally that the people that I like gaming with aren't going to play either, and it's this sort of catch-22 feedback loop thing. Well, I'm not going to play because they're not going to play, but they're not going to play because I'm not going to play. So none of us are going to play. That's what Fast was for. Yeah, I have to admit, for me, one of the big things is they are really nice figures, but they're not bloody cheap. No, so, no, I... you know, you're, you're chucking in, you know, a good chunk of cash to get a good variety of players for your team. Uh, and that's that's always sort of, you know, been pretty open with that. Yeah. They aren't going to be at the cheap end of the market. And also, if you buy direct from them, you're going to pay more than you would at any other retailer because they want you to go to a retailer. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, I'm I'm not that tight that I begrudge pay, paying a decent amount of money for a nice model. And, you know, I certainly have it in the past and, I, and I'm willing to accept that. But for me to then lay out that sort of money for a game that because of the amount of other stuff that we have to play mm. probably isn't going to get played that much. That's That's a big chunk of change to have sat on a shelf and probably only come out two or three times a year. Which is why them having all the paper dolls for all the teams available and the rules and the tokens that you can download and print off for yourself is kind of clever. Mm. But, yeah, many of us miniature war games would never do that, would we? Because it's, it's not minis. Yeah. Oh, well, that's the, th- that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, yeah. 
you know, there are so many. If you, we could just cut out pieces of cardboard, yeah, you could, and play them, play so many games, and we don't because it's just not right. <laughs> no, it's, it's a sin. I guess they might not be the the cheap end of the market, but I'll pay for what I've paid for a uh, a guild ball team. What I'd probably pay for a Maui for a crew. I don't mean oh, yeah. it's a crew box. It's you know, a crew that I would use. Yeah. It's yeah. easily cost me that much or more. Oh yes, I I I agree. I agree, and I I mean it's it's you look look at it uh, for me. I mean it's to be, it's probably one of the only recent uh, releases that is actually metal. Yes. Yeah. The thing is, though, gents, it doesn't matter how much it costs you in the end. If, as Mike and Matt say, you know, they have crews which work in Frostgrave, Fistful yeah. of Kung Fu, you know, it's that, and they can justify those models because they know they will play those games. Uh, yeah, even if you're only playing it once or twice a year, you're still... Yeah, and yeah. I must admit, I was very, very lucky. I got one of my teams uh, uh, when they'd done the deal, and I got another team off someone on Twitter at less than they pay for it at Kickstarter. And if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't have two teams. Yeah, I I may have gone a bit further than that. Really, Joe? That's not like you. Just so sad. unusual. I think there's currently uh, only one model that I don't own. <laughs> haven't yeah, haven't yeah. you sold teams as well? I, I, yeah, I have um, literally just sold a Bruce team off, which I bought from Panzer when he he, he uh, tried the game, found it wasn't for him, and decided to to get out of it. So I had I had his Bruce team, which um, uh, I've now moved on to uh, the bear, Mister Bungle. Really? Has he got multiple teams of a game that he said he'd only get one of? He he does now. Yes, don't believe the bear. It 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 is a very good example though of a Kickstarter that, despite teething issues mm-hmm. and um, you know novice businessman issues shall we say has turned into a successful game oh absolutely mm. yeah. Um, yeah if you compare how that's gone compared to the most obvious one that springs to mind is Relic Knights or Wrath of Kings in the fact big Kickstarter big companies behind and nobody seems to play any of it particularly much anymore no. Yeah, I wonder. Does, do we know how it's got, how Gilball's done in the US? I know it's done well in Europe. It's starting to get a lot of traction. Um, Jamie Perkins, who's a big Hordes and War Machine player, has basically been taking taking it to the states. And I think I was on a podcast. It's actually going to be at um, at War Machine Weekend. There's going to be Gilball because that's it's not actually a PP event. So there's going to be mm. War Machine Hordes and Gilball at that event. Yeah. So I think, I think right. it's starting to make some traction and some inroads into the US. Yeah, because last thing I heard, and this was a while back when I was following it all, um, the Americans were struggling at the time because there was no actual retail. Yeah. I don't mm. know if that's still a... Muse on Minis have picked it up. All oh, right, so there is people... distribute it. So, yeah, yeah, and there's a few stores. So it's starting to get a pretty... With Muse on Minis picking it up, it's going to be become re- relatively available in the UK. UK yeah, US. Yeah, because I think that, that was the problem with... Um, with relic knights, and uh, certainly from yeah, from our point of view, yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I was going to say coming this way, that's definitely the issue with um, 
both those games is that there was no distributor. Yeah, because yeah, nowhere po- to get them on retail. Yeah, because at one point there was one guy sort of saying, oh, they'll be in the UK, they'll be in the UK. But it was actually Spain he was getting in from, wasn't it, or something like that? Yeah. He was in Spain, yeah. yes, and distributing from Spain. So, you know, I believe he's yeah. got stuff in, he's got stuff in the stores now, but... Well, I think there's a UK, there's a UK distributor now. Oh, fuck it. Um, the problem is, is that they've missed the boat. And that, you know, that, the Wrath of Kings community is what gone. What Dead, yeah. yeah. Um, Relic Knights has a small, but, I mean... I think that's growing you know, slowly. Dedica- dedicated following. Hmm. Yeah. Um, there are, there are, you know, blocks of people who are playing Relic Knights. And there was, what, 12, 14 people at the tournament that Conrad went to in York? I yeah. believe so, yeah. Something, something like that. Yeah. So, so there are there are people around who are playing, playing that one. Uh, and since April, well, the Guild Ball's pulling in, you know, very full sized events. Yeah. Within within six months. Yeah. 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 yeah that's <laughs> the two guys at the top are very much tournament focused, so that was always going to be. I think yeah. that was always going to happen. But certainly events would, would pop up and start running. I think the amount of people that are running them for them is, is maybe surprised them slightly. Yeah. The thing that I'm going to find interesting about my first foray into the Guild Ball tournament community, it'll be how I feel about that and my comparisons to that to the, to the Marifor community. Um, Warmer Halls was never a game that attracted me. And I say, I'll, you know, part of that I was put off by what I perceived as the mentality of the players. Yeah. Uh, and my views on the game, I, which was, I'll, hands up, that is perfectly, it's a total personal opinion based on mm. little experience and evidence. It might well be a prejudice. Yeah, it's just what I've been aware of from certain people in certain games that I've watched and seen and tried occasionally. Um, so I may well have a completely wrong idea about some very nice people. But it'll be me looking to see how this goes to whether Gilbo will stay a, a casual game I'll play at the club with my mates. Um, or it's something I'll do on a more regular basis um, at events. Oh, very good. And hopefully you'll come back and tell us all about it, John. Oh, more than happy to. Right. See, that's my way of winding this up, because we've <laughs> yeah, gone for 35 that. minutes. Yes. <laughs> Subtle. And I thought so. Hmm. <laughs> But on the war machine, on the war machine discussion, Joel. Um, when this episode comes out, there will have been an episode where Conrad talks about going to um, umpire the um, UK War Machine Nationals. Ah, so he's tweets the today, North- yeah, at the Northwest Gaming Centre, and it starts off with Conrad. The episode people have heard, hopefully heard it by the time they hear this. But it starts off with people talking with Conrad and I talking about that, and then it turns into a long discussion about the different types of communities and the between War Machine and Malifaux events and the different type of judging and what's expected and things. And I, I thought it was... Well, I mean, I would, but I thought it was... <laughs> I look forward to heard this, having heard this. You will yes, have, you will have heard, heard this. We'll have heard had this had had. Time that this having out. had, whatever, yeah. yeah. Vigues of Still, space time, yeah. Until then... Um, this is going to take forever. <laughs> We've I've been, been people. Mike. <laughs> I've been Joel. I've been Dave. I've been Lee. And I've been Matt. Bye bye. Bye.
You can contact Fools Daily on Twitter, we're at Fools Underbar Daily, or via email, foolsdaily at outlook.com.